Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bing bong, bing, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. We're back for another podcast. The only podcast where... We get progressively more tired every episode. <laughs> Eventually, you're just going to switch it on. It's just two people asleep. Going. Just like that. I'm so sorry. I yeah. just snored into the microphone. The voices that you hear currently, I am Claire. James here also. We are married. This is a Jasper podcast. We recommend you things. And this is like the fourth time we've tried to start this show. Yeah, because we just kept talking over each other and being, and then like awkwardly and- pausing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, being slightly weird. On the note of having a slightly weird episode, mm. how's your face going? It's pretty good. Pretty weird. <laughs> That's pretty weird, yeah. It is pretty weird. Listen, we gotta get this chemistry right. If we're married, we gotta have that's gotta be translatable into the podcast. Otherwise, what are people listening for? There's nothing worse when you turn on a podcast just two people going, I think this, and the other person goes, Well, I agree, or I think a different thing. And you're like, This is this is boring. A bit more exciting. Someone punch the other person or something. Let's see, let's let's get some fun. Terrible. This is terrible. All right, James. How about I serenade you to get the chemistry going? That will not work. Because I had the time of my life and I never felt the way before. Like Got that Patrick song. Swayze. I love him. I don't he's like, dead, though. He's right? dead. Which he is still, very sad. You can still love him if he's dead. Yeah. I never liked that song. I always thought it was not a good song. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me on any level that you didn't like that song because like, you don't like music very much. No, I like music. I just don't like that song. No, it's just like food, mate. You don't get it. You don't understand it. You, you sit here. You accuse me. <laughs> In my own podcast studio of not liking food after I cooked a delicious stew, so delicious in fact that it may be even throwing off the chemistry in this particular it, episode. I think it's throwing off the chemistry because I We're ate both too full much of stew. stew. So full of stew. It was delicious. It was slow cooked. It was wonderful and lovely. Well, you know what they say. And I really enjoyed it. You know Are what you they say. Are you sitting in a wrong spot? That's what's happened. Are you sitting in a different spot? No, this is a spot I normally sit in. I feel like you're sitting further away. I don't know. Maybe your eyesight's getting worse. Anyway, look, we recommend things. Am I going to do that right now? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. All right. Well, I watched a French movie. That's right. A Fr- oh. I, I'm, I'm watching movies from other countries sometimes. Hold on a minute. That means that you could only watch it because it was in with subtitles. So you couldn't be looking at other well, stuff. Well, I'll, I'll get to that because uh, this movie by Alexandre, Alexandre uh, Aja, Aja, I don't know, is French. Uh, with a screenplay by Christy LeBlanc. Blanc? I don't know, French things. I looked it up and there's like multiple different variations on this and all of the all of the pronunciations had like thumbs down people were like no this is wrong a lot of french words just generally have a lot of extra letters in there sure and it's 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 like irish names mm. they you know it's like sharon except it's spelled a i c t f n that's accurate that's very accurate <laughs> Uh, it's called Oxygen. It's on Netflix. It stars uh, <gasps> Ma- Melanie Laron, who people might know. She was in Inglorious Bastards. She's the one who burns down the theatre. I don't know if you've seen that movie in a long time. Haven't She's seen a it. French, in a long act- time. French actress. She's really good. Anyway, so it starts with a woman wakes up in a box, breathing. <gasps> yes, it's coffin sized. 
Uh, it's like some kind of sleep pod or a stasis chamber. And maybe she's in there because she's healing. Maybe she's trapped. Maybe she's been in a coma. Maybe she's sick. Maybe she's been kidnapped. Maybe she's been buried alive. She doesn't know. She's lost her memory, right? So there does have a computer system which we can, which she can converse with and kind of call people on the outside world. But the entire thing is set with some very few kind of flashbacks inside this box. That sounds boring. No, Claire, it's not <laughs> boring. It's very exciting. So it consists of her then puzzling out where she is, why she's there, trying to preserve oxygen because when she wakes up, it's like you've got an you've got like 90 minutes left of oxygen, which is like the length Whoa. of the movie. So she basically needs to figure out who she is, why she's there, who put her there, for what purpose, and then try to determine either how to escape or how to get more oxygen. So it's kind of like, did you ever see the movie um, Buried with Ryan Reynolds? Yes, I yeah. did see that. So it's like that, except it's French, I guess, and different. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's – look, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it because it unfolds in a way that it keeps you engaged, you know what I mean? Because it is this one location, a box – You'd think it'd be, you know, it could very easily get boring, but it doesn't. At some point, does she get a delivery of baguettes? No, Claire. How about a croissant? No, she's in a box. Does someone serenade her with no, a violin? No, she's in a box. Does she wear is she, Oh, at least is she wearing a beret? She's what other terribly racist a, stereotypes can I bring up? She's wearing a beret. <laughs> She she's a, smoking a cigarette. And a little necktie. She's smoking a c- But that's not going to help with her oxygen. No. She's well, smoking that, a cigarette. The computer's like, please put out your cigarette. You are. You need to be conserving oxygen. She's like, I'll do what I want. <laughs> I'll smoke this cigarette. <laughs> were you I do to, not care. Were you trying to say cigarette in a French, Yahoo. like a French way, like what they they yeah. say, how they say cigarettes? I, I smoke a cigarette. <laughs> it's on one of them. The long stems, you'll see them in movies. Oh, oh, movies. <laughs> this is just getting worse and worse as yeah. every second passes. I'm yeah. running out of oxygen. So here's the thing though, right? Yes. It's subtitled obviously, but you can also turn ha, ha, ha. it. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you can also turn it to English language. So you could, it would just be in English and it's got actors like doing all the parts in English if you were so inclined, uh, which right. I tried out and I'm like, I don't like this as much. But um, you could do it. You can do it. It still works. So no spoilers because it unfolds quite like quite rapidly. It definitely keeps your attention. It's on Netflix. You can check it out right now. It's well worth a look, I think. Uh, and I don't really want to say much else about it. But it's, All right. it's, it's really – I really enjoyed it. That's so interesting because mm. I'm trying to – I'm struggling to see how it could be interesting. I guess flashbacks would help. So she got no, amnesia. I yeah. I, I, it's, it's part of like why she's in there and all this. Okay. This other. Is it spooky? Yeah, a little bit. Because yeah. I'm claustrophobic. Like how big is this box? Is, can she it's stand like, up? It's, no, she's like lying down. Oh, my God. That's my worst It's nightmare. probably, it's like slightly bigger than a coffin. Are you claustrophobic? I am like if I'm trapped in a small In a thing. small box yeah. and running out of oxygen. But generally not really, no. So does that mean that you could, do you know when they do those like caving tours and stuff where people go through very tight rocks? No. Boxes, no. squeezes, tunnel things. I have things no, I have in no interest in in any of that. So, well, there's the the above ground one, obviously, which would be a bit better. But the, that underwater caving, yeah, never in oh a million boy. years. No way. And the way. way that people like just disappear, and you got to be watching your oxygen the whole time, and you you got to keep your bearings. And if you don't, like, you'll just 
run out of oxygen, you just die underwater. I know. It's Panic. So, yeah. Remember that story of the boys in the Thai cave, yeah. the soccer players? And then the, the guy, one of the guys was trying to get him out. Elon Musk called him a pedophile. Yeah, I remember. Oh, God. Well, anyway, I read a book about that and it was yeah. kind of fascinating and incredibly – and also the documentary on that story is just I've not seen incredibly that, no. amazing. I mean the intricate – intricacy of what they had to accomplish that about, you know, they had to put, I can't even remember how many kids it was. I'm going to butcher this story. But regardless. Was it nine? Yeah, I think it was about nine. Yeah. And they had to squeeze them through these tiny, tiny tunnels and they anaesthetised the kids yeah. in order to do it. And they just thought there is no way that Twelve these boys, kids will survive. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah and they, there's no way that these kids will survive and they got out every single one. I mean, I just think. Insane. Insanely incredible. Yeah. I know. Just Amazing. There's a really interesting show on the ABC with a comedian called Arne Doe and he paints, you know, Arne Doe's Brush with Fame. Yeah, he's great. And he does these things. He's a comedian. He's also a writer. He's written the, I think it's called The Happiest Refugee, which is this gorgeous book. But he's paint, he paints people while he interviews them. And I love it. I just think it's so Mm. good. And he interviews one of the doctors. um, Oh, really? Because they were like, they're anaesthetist, I think, and a doctor who was the cave diver who saved those boys and some of the things he tells you is just wild. Just that there's those spaces that they were squeezing through. Yeah, and just... pitch black, like they yeah. couldn't see anything. Mm. So they're just kind of relying completely on touch in order mm. to get through, Yeah, which is just incredibly oh, harrowing because I get so claustrophobic. I get claustrophobic in tunnel slides. Yeah. So I can't even fathom that. because so you got stuck on a water slide once? <laughs> Because you're the first one down the water slide and you weren't wet, Claire. And also I had little chubby little thighs and I got stuck halfway and all the boys at my swimming lesson called me fatty and like said, oh, she got stuck in the water slide. It was mortifying and everyone backed up behind me and I had to like wiggle, 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 all the way down to the end. You know all those boys though, they all died in a car accident so it doesn't matter. No. You don't have to think about them anymore. They're all in the one van and oh, it God. just went off a cliff. That's terrible. They're poor families. But were- also <laughs> – Exactly. No, not really. I don't mean that. I don't even know who they were. I'm sure they were lovely. They didn't know. They they just ran into a little girl <laughs> stuck on a water slide. No, that's not why I got claustrophobic because that's an open air water slide. This was when I got went to a McDonald's playground and they had those like plastic tunnel things and I got lost in one and uh, my dad had to come get me and it was terrifying. <laughs> anyway, I'm really terrible with small tight spaces. So, is it my turn now? I would love for you to talk about Those Who Wish Me Dead, which I know you want to talk about this week. <laughs> those Who Wish Me Dead? The movie we watched yesterday, the HBO oh, Max God, movie. Oh, God, that is the worst bloody thing I've no, ever Claire, seen. No, it was a very good movie. Oh, we both agreed at the time it was Lord. a good movie. It was, it just didn't make any sense. Okay, I'm so confused by so many things in that movie. One of which being the lightning strikes. I feel like it was like three movies in one. Yeah. The lightning strikes in that film. Should we – are we going to talk about this? Okay, fine. Let's talk about it. Angelina Jolie stars in this. What even is it? An action I, I, movie? I think it would be like you, – you compare it to like a 90s action movie, like a Twister or an Air Force One. No, because those no, no, are I, good. Yeah, but yeah, but there were a lot of those that weren't good and it oh, fa- okay. falls more in that category. Yeah. Okay. So um, she's – she, she, some kids died in a fire or something. She's a firefighter. She's a firefighter or a fire chief yeah. and she's traumatised by that. And they're in, where are they? In Montana. Montana. In so the she, mountains. Yeah, she decides to take a year to, to stay in a, in a fire tower instead to like be a lookout. And in the meantime, a, a man and his son comes to the town because he knows some kind of secrets for a crime family. And someone that he told then got blown up or something yeah. in their own mansion. So he's on the run from two hired killers the kid ends up finding out the secret and getting loose. 
and converging with Angelina Jolie, who's like, I know you, I'll look after you. And I'm, and I'm just one of the boys. I'm sitting with all these oh tough boys. God, I'm, I'm having, so a, I'm having a beer with these boys. And I'm a. Such a weird beginning. <laughs> and then you never see those firefighter mates oh, you do. again you until the, the end. very end. Yeah. But the whole time she's like sexily drinking a beer and everyone's like, oh, she's just she's like just, one of the boys. She's like one of us. Extraordinarily beautiful and slightly alienate looking. You wouldn't, you wouldn't bloody kick this one out of bed for fighting, no. but she's our boss and we respect her. Yes, <laughs> but she's kind of tortured. Okay. The thing that annoys me the most about Angelina Jolie's character in this film is a trope that I have noticed through so many films. For some reason, whenever they put a woman like that in charge, in like a kick-ass role, Mm. nine times out of ten she's mentally deranged (laughs) and she's going to cry at some point. Yeah. And she's been traumatised by some deep dark secret or some dark thing that happened in her past. And, yes, I know that a lot of characters, like male characters in those roles, that can also happen to, but it also really impedes her ability to do her job, which it doesn't normally with the main guy, right? Yeah. He tends to be badass and kick-ass anyway. Whereas often the female character ends up having some trauma thing that ends up meaning that she like makes errors yeah. and makes mistakes and it's really bloody annoying because it's not actually also, a storyline that happens in real really life. really seem to make mistakes. She also there's multiple li- like just unexplained lightning strikes that seem to target her specifically. Yeah, it's weird. And so they're trying to do the diehard thing where also she's injured. From two separate lightning strike encounters yes. in the same movie, she's hit by lightning well, nearly twice and then once. And We're her just house is this. hit by lightning as well? well. The, yeah, the tower that she's staying yeah, in. Yeah, it's so weird. So they're kind of dieharding it because her feet are burnt and her hands are kind of a bit burnt or whatever. But then these contract killers who are after this kid, they don't come into contact with her until like the very end. So there's this like climactic battle, but it's like these people haven't met because there's a side story with John Berenthal who's great, and mm. his wife, whose name I don't know, but she's pregnant, where they come into contact with, thank you if you could look that up, they come into contact with the the, the killers. Hold and, on, what's it called? Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. And that story is really interesting. And she, the pregnant wife has like an encounter with them in the in the house, which is like really tense and like really creative. And that story I found really engaging. Then it cuts over to this weird kind of parenting Situation with Angelina Jolie and this kid. All right, so I found her name. Great, it's Medina great. Senghor. Yes, and she is the most interesting character, I think, yeah. because the storyline there, and it's only a side kind of storyline, is that they're survivalists. But it's pretty. It is a significant chunk of the movie, though. Like it's it's sort of a side story, but it's like at least a third of the movie, I would say. Yeah, but like, is it though? Because she, like. I don't know. They show one scene of their relationship So because she's married to a cop. Yeah. So they show that scene where they kind of build up their relationship slightly and the fact that she's six months pregnant and they mention their survivalists and then it cuts away and then the next second you see these two contract killers try to, to like, you know, shoot her or whatever and then yeah. she ends up being this incredibly badass character. It's a really good scene. And it's a yeah. really great scene and it's really surprising because yeah. you don't see it coming. Like I couldn't watch because I thought, oh, my God, they're going to shoot the pregnant woman yeah. or torture her or something. And you and it is. It seems like that's what's going to happen. Mm. And then, spoiler alert completely, she flips it, yeah. bloody fires them or whatever, <laughs> gets fire all over their faces and then gets a rifle from somewhere <laughs> and then disappears. Yeah. And that's so and cool. And she's like six months pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and then she goes and tracks her. Her husband, and yeah. I think they're the most interesting part of the whole movie. I think they're also the best actors yeah. as well. And as I said to you as well, it would have been a better movie if Angelina Jolie wasn't in it at all. Correct. And if it was just the kid in the wilderness with on his own 
and these two and the kill and the contract killers who's yeah. Nicholas Holt and Littlefinger, whose name yeah, I forget. Absolutely, because the whole Angelina Jolie storyline doesn't play, doesn't at play all. and yeah. it doesn't help anything. And nah. it seems very unlikely that she would A, be a firefighter in the woods in that, I don't know, it just seems like on her own. And then there's I mean, this it's, giant it's a job, fire. like it's a real job. Yeah, I but, know, yeah. but it just seems like I just she need the character like, of yeah. Angelina Jolie as a human being. Yeah. Look, she I, doesn't look like she fits in with like everybody else. No, in this movie, that's yeah. what I mean. Like she's so incredibly incredible looking as a human being. It just seems implausible. And then, okay, this is the other thing that annoys me. For some unknown reason, she is not in a romantic role at all in this film. Like there's no like yeah, sexual tension. There's nothing good. in there except multiple times she takes her shirt off. Oh yeah. To show yeah. her bra. For yeah. No reason. And she's the only one. And she's the only one that does it. And then in the like climactic scene where they like have to escape this massive forest fire, she's wearing a white long sleeve top that completely goes see-through in the water. So then you see her bra through it again. Yeah. For why? I know. And it's th- just like so dumb. And also there's a forest fire raging. And yeah, like and the, the last battle that they have with the she has like a, an encounter and they're like, why don't you give up the kid? You don't even know him or whatever. And it's like as I mentioned, there's no stakes because it's like you guys don't even know each other. You have no connection. There's no hatred kind of between you because you've never met each other. And she keeps talking about how fast the fire's moving and it's just not. Like they're just yes. in front of a wall <laughs> of flames and they're just kind of punching each other or whatever. I know. And also because they're so close to it that the ash is like yeah. filtering through the screen. I'm and, like, embers, trees are glowing yeah. everywhere. They're so close to it that they would all have died with, from smoke inhalation or, yeah. you know, heat stroke or whatever long before they even got there. It's just completely ridiculous. You know, it's frustrating as well because I think it's nearly great. I think there's a, with a few, like, adjustments, namely remove that character entirely, I think it could be a really, like, solid action kind of drama movie. Yeah, it's interesting. Cause, yeah. But I, yeah, I think you'd have to take out Angelina Jolie and the weird lightning strikes thing. That I don't even think she's bad in it. Like she's no, not she's bad. not. I'm not yeah. saying she's bad. No, she's. I think she's great in it. I just yeah. mean her storyline and the weird lightning strikes are just so not necessary. Yeah. All that weird, all the firefighters come back again. It's just like so strange. Oh, yeah, boss, what are you bloody doing and out I, here? I, I, like what was he trying to do with the film? That's what I don't quite understand because yeah. I get like the idea of the fire because of what everyone's been through over the last few years, the fire being a central part of like the whole action sequence, I get. It doesn't. But the, it doesn't work in this well, context. Well, the level of threat is kind of not really established because like, it's the most dangerous thing you've ever seen, but then it's like it's not until it needs to be and for the story. And it's so gi- a giant fire. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think there's like too many stories they're trying to tell. Either focus on the fire like in Twister, like the the central yeah. whole thing of it is the tornado. The big fire in Twister, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like make a film about a big fire and have Angelina Jolie be a firefighter in there. Maybe throw a few more women in the firefighting team. No, just all blokes being like, this bloody, this bird's like us. (laughs) So freaking There's there's literally no other women in the firefighting, the whole crew. It's just so strange. That's what I'm saying. You just remove all that. That's what I mean. you keep the survival stuff. Yeah, so you either do the survivalist stuff with the, um, the whole, I don't know, accountant espionage like contract yeah, killer stuff. Solid, yeah. yeah, that's quite scary. 
Or you do an action movie with a f- big fire as the central focus. Yeah. You can't do both. Anywho. Just I quickly, sh- the director okay. of this, Tyler Sheridan, he wrote Hella High Water, which is an incredible modern Western. He directed Wind River, which is really good. It's got um, Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. And Yellowstone as well, which is a um, a Western with, I think it's on Stan here, but it's got um, Kevin Costner. So he's good. Like I genuinely like his stuff, which is why I was a bit kind of surprised, surprised at how that bad I, it how was. I didn't really. And I wonder whether how much of this was like a vanity project and then you get everybody's people involved and it's like, you know, this, you know, because it's Angelina Jolie, you're going to make certain, you know, exceptions. Because you only make so many movies and there's creative control that she would have, which then maybe clashes with the overall narrative, which maybe it why it doesn't, those things don't sync up together. Like maybe you make it entirely Angelina Jolie focused or you do the other thing, but these two things together don't seem to to fit coalesce. Totally. Anyway, that's not what you were going to talk about. <laughs> no, <laughs> Normally right. we talk about things that we I think it's worth watching because I think it's it's pretty funny and it's pretty entertaining, genuinely. It is. Like we work Because bored. it's like really yeah, confusing. It's, it's just there's a moment where she just leaps off the tower and the lightning hits it and it's like, what the fuck? I know. And, and then there's I mean. a moment where they're running across the field and it's like and they're ducking lightning and she gets fully fucking <laughs> hit. She gets hit because when she takes her top off, whoa, am I right, boys? Um, you see, like, that lightning scar Yeah, kind of thing? and through the bonds of her feet. It's <laughs> crazy. It's like, so confusing. And he's like, you all right? Did you get hit? She's like, I didn't get hit. I didn't. I'm like, no, you fucking got hit. Oh, you got gosh. hit by lightning. Yeah, and I feel like the other part of it too is I guess there's supposed to be, like, redemptive story arc for her. Like, no, it doesn't work. But it doesn't does work, it? does it? Yeah. Like, some boys died in a fire that she made a mistake on. And then she sort of saves this boy from being murdered by contract killers. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work as an arc. Yeah. You know, it doesn't unless like the arc would be if she was faced with another fire and then saved the town or something, you know, whereas sure. or I don't know, whatever. But I, don't know. Just, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think those two things work, but it doesn't in this for reasons I don't. Excuse me, for reason I don't know why. I think there was too many conflicting storylines. Yeah. Pretty funny though. So the stakes went, yeah, oh, yeah, because the stakes of the fire—you just never got a sense of how dangerous the fire was. Yeah. You really didn't. From and from listening to interviews with people who've recently been through those terrifying bushfires, yeah, yeah you just didn't get any kind of sense of how the gravity and the loss no. of life and the loss of wildlife. You know, <laughs> just. Doesn't. At the end when she comes out of the fire, she's got like she she's got like two like Oh yeah. Two, like she's got like that panda eyes. But it just looks like she's just smeared soot in her just but just in her eyes. Yeah, like it's, it's such a very strange weird. like it's like they've someone's got she's gone to like You said stage makeup. Yeah, it looks like she's got she's gone into she's like in a school play for Mary Poppins. Yeah. And she's trying to be a chimney sweep. I don't know. I don't know what's going or, on. Or like she's gone to some kids' party face painter and yeah. gone, please make it look like I was burnt in a fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need, you, really I need you to make bad. me look like I fought contract killers in a bushfire place. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like really bizarre. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Oh, it's a sneaky time for an ad. This is from our pals at ExpressVPN. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data gaps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data on to other big tech companies or advertisers. Uh-oh. So to prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all my devices with the wonderful ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Goodness gracious, so much. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch or message you send gets tracked by ISPs or other tech giants who can sell your information for profit. That's the reason that I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on your device and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash suggestible. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash suggestible to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash suggestible right now to learn more. All right. On with the show. All right. Okay. Can I move on to my thing now? I would love to hear I have it. two, but I'm going to save the other one for next week because okay. we're like yeah, swiftly running enough. out of time. Okay. This is a very old article from The Guardian. Okay. It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, which I know, st- stick with me. It sounds like it'll be depressing, right? Or strange. But it's because I follow Lucy Peach, who I've talked about a bit about before, who's an artist, a musician, and she talks a lot about period power and I know, lots of different things. Sure. But she was running a workshop recently where they discussed this these particular five things of the regrets of the dying. Um, yeah, so Lucy was looking at these um, and she wrote something on Instagram that really hit a chord with me and I mm. thought it was really interesting. Do you mean struck a chord? Struck, yes, yeah, struck a chord, hit a chord. I don't, I don't know. know. You, can hit you a hit nail a, on the head. You know music. Can you hit a chord? Yeah, you can hit it. You can hit it, man. Hit it. Did you know, we, would you say hit a chord? Will say that. Hit it. No, Boom. but they hit a chord but they would like, would like Paul McCartney be like, John, hit a chord. Yeah, I reckon. John, <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> We can go shut up. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. John's about to hit a chord. So yeah, I reckon you would say that. <laughs> I don't think people are hitting any chords. Anyway, sorry, oh, go on. Right, dear You do God. like to mix metaphors. I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things about you. Thank you. I have many, Just many things. Just because I can correct you and be like, excuse me. <laughs> no, sorry, go on. Uh, right, I'm going to hit the nail on the shed. <laughs> We have a shed. Right. We have a shed. We do. We have two birds in the bush that's the same as throwing stones in glass houses. That's interesting. That's interesting. Let the old dog lie in a barrel of fish. Uh, is that a good idea? <laughs> Who knows? You should lie in a barrel. You're old. I would love All right. My favourite <laughs> gag recently, last night after we finished watching that ridiculous movie. Hey, it was a good movie. I said to you. That plant, look at that, James. That's that's named after you. And it was called the grey one. 
It was Maine. I got so much joy out of that. That's plants been sitting in our living room for a whole year. I ran to the bathroom and I cried for an hour, but she's now bringing this up. You're a gentle soul. You're a gentle soul. Okay, can I continue? You derailed. No, I derailed. All right, okay, so these are the five top regrets of the dying. And I want to know first, what do you think they would be? Um, more time with family, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, follow passions more. Mm-hmm. Um, get a gun. Get a gun. Um, Good one. Uh, what else would there be? Um, be, be? Be cool as you can. Learn to roll <laughs> skate. Learn to laugh. Learn Have to more laugh. Fun. All right, you're going to hate Hot this air now. balloons. Gonna, I thought this was really interesting. I wanted to talk to you about this. Anyway, so the first number one is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Oh, sick. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, which I really love that. Most people had not honoured even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they'd made or not made. Jesus. Yeah, I know, which I think is like this. So this was done by a palliative care nurse. Mm. So um, she's an Australian nurse, Bonnie Ware, and she did she interviewed a lot of her patients about this. Sure. Which I think that's just so sad. But I think it rings really true, right, that people don't have the courage necessarily. It's hard to like to because of the expectations of other people around them. Definitely. Often not because they couldn't do things but because they were worried about what other people would think. Do you think, that, do you think that's why Banksy is anonymous? So he's like, I don't want people to think this is shit. Yeah, he's probably like an accountant or something. I think he's an artist, isn't he? Yeah, but also... <laughs> No, but by counter by day. He would be. Spray that would be insane if he's selling. Yeah, he's bloody loaded. Okay. Anyway, can I continue? That would be the most Banksy thing to just be like, <laughs> I've just been pretending to be an accountant just for, just, just for art. Just an yeah. excellent accountant. Not even, just a very average just, accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, True. Yeah, go on. All right. Uh, okay. Number okay, sorry. Two. I'm interested. Yeah, go on. All right. Yeah. Okay. So now I've got yeah. you got you in. So I'm I thought in. that was really interesting, that first one. The second was I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Yeah, fair enough. So she said this was particularly from every male patient that she nursed mm. rather than female. Women's spoke of this regret but not as much in terms of working in a job because I think particularly with the older generation, men nursed really deeply held regrets that they worked on the treadmill for a long time, you know, yeah. on that like nine to five thing, thinking without seeing a lot of their kids I basically you, and I spending time with their friends. Yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting mm. and, and, and depressing. But I think the reason I'm mentioning these is because the flip side of it is it's a reminder of like the fact that we're all going to die one day so we bloody well get on with doing stuff that we want to do, right? Not me. And valuing things more. Okay, so number three. (laughs) Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. To just in general? Do you want me to explain? So many people suppress their feelings in order to keep the peace with others and as a result they settled for a mediocre existence and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Many developed illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment that they carried Jesus. as a result. That's why it's important to lash out at everybody you know at all times. <laughs> That's how you Don't live your life, that. mate. That's how you roll. I do. No, I, I think what it's saying really is and I Speak your truth. Yeah, no, but more than that, I can see it in a lot of, you know, people I've met or around me. They hold on to grudges. They hold on to things that have happened to them in the past and instead of actually you know, processing it, either talking to the person out loud about what was being what was difficult so they could both move forward. They bitch about it all behind their backs to yep. their friends or to people in their family and then they carry that for their whole lives rather than processing, acknowledging their kind of part in the whole thing, maybe having some really difficult, they, we call them critical conversations when we were in teaching, yeah. would be a critical conversation where you're both being 
honest and vulnerable and saying how you really think and feel about something so that you can get closure and move forward. But I, you just see it all the time. I think people get stuck in these thought loops yeah. about blaming others for everything. I completely agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about all the people that I hate. <laughs> yeah, you really do hold a grudge for a long time. No, that's not true. I I mean, people think that I'm full of grudges and, and things. And because that. you are. No, that's the thing. I remember stuff, but, like, I don't care. Like, I, I'm not, it doesn't keep me up at night. Like You told me when we first started dating you had an arch nemesis. I'd never met that anyone. That wasn't a real arch nemesis. <laughs> that was a guy who used to throw fruit at, uh, from the bus when I was in high school. That was a friendly rivalry, which he was definitely not willing participant of. You told me he had an arch. That's the exact phrase you used, <laughs> arch nemesis. Anyway, I don't know where he is. I hope he's safe. <laughs> but if I fucking find you, you get an apple to the back of the head, mate. But um, I do know what you mean. So you're saying that you like you have a lot of... I think it's funny to be like... <laughs> remember this thing and oh, oh I, like, yeah but you're not but I don't really because quite frankly like and not to brag but like I feel like I'm doing all right and I'm happy and I've got you and kids and a house and I like my family and friends and so I'm like I don't give a shit like to be honest yeah. like I guess if I probably wasn't doing well it'd probably bother me more but yeah honestly I'm just like yeah this is all right but I also think that that's probably because you don't you're not holding on to it as a as a form of like blaming other people for where you're at in life or you know like i don't no. think you hold things deeply and and turn them into like bitterness and resentment i think you hold on to them for the comedy gold that they you know in, contain Probably, yeah. but also the things that happen i don't think uh you know i think you can let things go and not ruminate whereas i do think some people do really and i i mean i've been guilty of this too you can get stuck thinking about something that someone's done to you or something that's happened to you and you can just keep going back to it over and yeah, over totally, and over yeah. and over. And you see it in people yeah. in their later years who just tell that same story about that same person or that same thing. And I would have done this. Yeah, and I would have done that and I can't believe And if I if this hadn't happened to me then da, 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 and it's so easy. Well, it to, did and you got to – and it sucks but like – yeah, so yeah. I, anyway, I just like that idea of being able to do you rather hold than, any Do you hold any grudge? I don't think I rem, don't remember things well enough yeah. <laughs> to really. I don't genuinely. Mm. I don't really. I mean, like, I, no, no, I don't because I don't really remember things. Sometimes you get mad at me for making you watch things. I feel like you want to lash out at me that I made you watch that Angelina Jolie fight. No, that movie. was fun. There was that bit. It's just mainly when the pregnant woman was getting beaten up. I couldn't handle that. That's that true. was like that's what got me out of the Handmaid's Tale in yeah. that scene in the supermarket. I was like, and I'm done. And also, I think I yelled at you about it. Yeah, like, and I was like, yeah, I actually directed this scene, so it's fair <laughs> yeah. enough that you would be angry at me. <laughs> this show that we both yeah. like and watch, this is my fault, actually. Yeah. You know what? I genuinely, this is maybe going to make me sound arrogant because I wear my heart on my sleeve mm. so often. I generally don't. I don't, and for better or worse, and I'm sure people don't like this about me as well. I generally, if I've been really upset with someone, I've told them. Yeah. And I've told them how it made me feel and why it has, and then I try and just let it go. Yeah, you are good, like good like that. Yeah. Like you, and often maybe you'll talk to me or somebody else about it, like beforehand. But yeah, you are pretty good at letting people know. Yeah. Where you, where you're at, <laughs> and people. without exploding, but sometimes exploding. Oh, totally. Sometimes, it's, oh my god, absolutely. Sometimes exploding and being really mad, and you mm. know, all of those things, obviously. The dog's here. The dog's here. The dog's coming in. 
But generally, and I do think you, it's scary beforehand, but you always feel better. Yeah, definitely. And if you, can, you can do it in a way that your relationship isn't. can with that person can move forward or end if need be. Really. Yeah, and I think that's the other part. If you realise that friendships are for a reason or a season rather than for life rather necessarily, agreement or, or, or a yeah. Season. Anyway, so I think that's such an important that was thing three, to remember. Though, right? <laughs> All right, number four. Right. Ready? Yep. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, often they were not truly well, realised. You realize... always give me a look at the end of these. You're like, yeah, I don't hold any <laughs> grudges. I should stay in touch with my friends, James, specifically, <laughs> who slowly abandons all these friends as he gets older because he's a weird hermit. See, all I'm saying, James, is that I'm listing all these things to remind you that one day you'll be dead, so be nicer. <laughs> No, but what I thought was interesting about this is that I think particularly these answers were given from from a lot of men yeah. more than women. Yeah, and I think that's something to really reflect on. I think generally, for some reason, in a big generalization, women tend to be better at a expressing their feelings and b thinking about life a bit holistically. Not always. Yeah, big generalization. No, I, I agree. And also, whole, and they're also. Investing in their friendships yeah. and health because it was, yeah, my dad totally. um, recently came, came out of he, he had an operation and he had physio afterwards. He's fine, not to get into specifics of it, but afterwards he was like, "Yeah, there were like no men my age like in the physio unit," and I'm like, "Yeah, because they're all fucking dead. They all they all <laughs> like, they don't get checked up, and then they're like, yeah, you had a heart attack and you're dead, or no, you had a stroke like four years ago and, and you didn't yeah. and you didn't go to the doctor <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, so because we had to like physically like not physically make it, but we were like. Do the physio. It's like, I don't want to do this. It's like, fucking do it. Do the physio. Yeah, do the physio. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the whole time he didn't want to do that. But then afterwards yeah. he felt so much yeah, better. Yeah, it was like just between you and me, I'm really glad I did the physio. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and your mum is so great because that's the other part. I think your mum is so health conscious and yeah. is always concentrating on eating really well and exercising and doing all the things and she's always like she's kind of dragging your dad, yeah. no more ice cream, which yeah. like, you know, I think is great. He's like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. But in the end it's the, the way she shows his, you know, that she loves him. Like and... torturing him. <laughs> no, but they're in very good health, you know, true, yeah. and I think it really does show. So, yeah, you're right. I think generally big generalisation and maybe it's a generational thing, I, I wonder I do think women, like if you look at our gym, for instance, I often look around, there's like two blokes and mostly women. Yeah, but it's also because we go during the day as well. Yeah, but I went tonight at like five o'clock and there were still only two dudes. Okay. What were their names? Um, Kremlin and Chonky. Oh, they're my favourite. We yeah. work out together. Sometimes I get them to spot me when I'm doing a squat. <laughs> I don't know about Chonky. I've got a real grudge against him. Me too, Maybe actually. I should go express my feelings at I'm him. I'm going to drop a weight <laughs> on his neck. Oh, God, that escalated very quickly. Well, he knows what he did. <laughs> Anyways, number anyway, five. Number my, five. My okay. only regret is is that I have bonitis. <laughs> it's a future of a joke, don't worry. Sorry, go on. What's the fifth no. one? Number five is I wish that I'd let myself be happier. I thought you were going to say I wish I'd let myself go. Just be like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm eating five out. chocolate mousses on the television couch. I'm blowing out on the television couch. <laughs> That's a couch made of a television. That sounds very uncomfortable. Or oh, a genius because you can just stare at a television while you're you sit sitting on, on it. the screen because it's made of a television. Yeah, but you can lie on it. You can just put your cheek against it. Oh, that sounds awful. Anyway, what was it I really? Take, oh, God. I've forgotten. I thought I'd come up with a million dollar idea. I wish that I had let myself be happier. Okay. And okay, so this is what the one that mean? Lucy talked about a lot. I love it. And I know it sounds kind of silly, like, I wish I'd be happy. It's not I wish I'd been happier. It's I wish I let myself 
And it's surprisingly common. Many people did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. Mm. And they'd stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. So the so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. And fear of change had them prevent pretending to others and to themselves that they were content when deep within they longed to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just think that this is so common. I think often our brains don't let us be happy. Mm. I think sometimes we stand in our own way of it. Yeah. And it's not about if we had that bigger place or that bigger car or more a better friends or a different family. It's about just allowing yourself in the moment to really enjoy what you're doing and mm. really enjoy that sandwich or that laugh and just be silly and not take or everything so bloody sandwich. seriously all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, and I don't know, maybe growing up Catholic as well, this particularly hit home with me because I feel like the Catholic kind of mentality seems to be constant kind of guilt and misery, ta- and, misery guilt. And, and give everything away you shouldn't have And anything. torturing yourself and like you're born with sin already before you've even started. Yeah, and, it's pretty rough. Yeah, and there's some beautiful things about Catholicism too and I do yeah. believe in giving back so much to others and the social justice and the taking responsibility for yourself and your actions. All those things are really important. But I think that in the end... There's nothing, you know, it doesn't cost anything to just drop those rocks you're carrying and go, oh, yeah, I'm allowed to just enjoy this. I'm mm. allowed to lean into joy. Yep. And be happy. Anywho. How's that working out for you? I'm trying, I'm giving it a bell. I'm definitely getting in there on the silliness stakes. What? That's true. You're the stupidest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a silly nose. What did you say to me? You heard me. Oh, actually, I did. You smelt me with your silly nose. <laughs> That's all right. I'll add another thing as yeah. well, but let's just save them for next week, eh? Okay? Sounds good. I feel like we've uh, we've, we've exhausted conversation, so let's call it a day. But before <laughs> we do that, I, do you know people can review this show? Get out of town. It's as easy as this. You open up Leave, your app. seriously, of... get out of town. No, I have a grudge against this you. This is where I live. <laughs> and um, and it's, it's, it's all about opening that app and hopefully giving us a five-star review or whatever you feel, you know, is comfortable with five stars. Preferably like to me, Fune, who says, clickety-clack, back on track. Huh. That was easy. Wonderful people, wonderful <laughs> pod. Five stars. Easy as that. Really helps the show. And if you don't even want to review the show, if you could recommend this to somebody, that would be terrific because that's really how podcasts grow, isn't it, Claire? We want to become the biggest podcast in the world, inexplicably. We want to get to the top <laughs> and then people look at it and go, what the fuck is what? Ha- what do you mean? No, this isn't even good. Like that's where I want to be at. Do you know what I mean? Correct. Inexplicably exactly. number one. Like a lightning strike in a field. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people are like. They're like, this is inexplicable as that Angelina Jolie lightning strike. Goodness gracious. Movie. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, if you would also like to send us your recommendations because we're bloody scraping the bottom of the old barrel with no, we've got plenty of recommendations. However, we mm. would love some of yours. Always. Or just write to us, tell us a story. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also send a voice memo if you like. Haven't had one of those in a while. We'll love one. You can have your voice on the show. That's right. Pretty show. bloody cool. And get in now because we're going to be number one and you're going to be kicking yourself <laughs> when it gets to number one and you're like, I could have been we're on manifesting. the show. We're manifesting it. We're That's secreting right. it. You That's know, right. that book, The Secret, we're Secret. secreting it. Yeah. Okay, so you can write in just like Craig has. Craig, Some you, big old belly laugh suggestions. Don't I love that? Yes. Got to get them in, mate, because that's your dying regret. Don't be regretting nothing when you're dying. I don't regret anything except all my choices. 
<laughs> I was going to say something really mean, but no, I'll just say I love you. Okay. <laughs> well, now that's worse because it's, it's like I thought a thing about you, but I'm not going to tell you. you okay, you can I read it. this lovely email from Craig? I would love to hear um, it. You can, int- you can email us at suggestwithpottergmail.com. Hi, Claire and James, order of importance. Ha, what? got him. Already love the email, Craig. Excellent work. Well, I I'd like to suggest three. Yes, three comedy specials on the old Amazon Prime. I love a comedy special. What do we got? Firstly, Alice Frazier's Savage, a heartbreaking and hilarious show you may have already seen or heard of, but it's utterly fantastic and well worth a watch. Bring some tissues. I have not seen that. Secondly, Jade Adams' Serious Black Jumper, which is a truly hilarious show. I cannot recommend it enough. And thirdly, mm. Flo and Joan, a comedy music act with two incredibly talented women. Some of the funniest songs and performances I've seen. Get them in your ears and eyes. Also, a bonus suggestion is an amazing little podcast about ramblings of a brilliantly intelligent woman and her husband who is slowly having a mental breakdown over things like the sky, tooth fairies, and how beer is a conspiracy. I like Wait that. I think Craig. I'm not going to. I think Craig has been buttering me up. And guess what? I'm here for it. You're all about being buttered up so you can <laughs> slip on down that water slide. <laughs> no one will be laughing at you then. <laughs> A chunky little girl covered in butter <laughs> slipping down a water slide. <laughs> I would have loved that, to be fair. I love butter. Gotcha, says Craig. Anyways, thank you both so much for entertaining us every week. Without fail, you're more important to us listeners in this crazy, scary, and wonderful world than you'll ever know. Big high fives wonderful. and a glass of warm milk. Ooh, delicious. Oh. All the best. Keep being amazing, Craig. Thank you very much, Craig. Uh, I know that was pretty hair, uh, pretty hair, pretty Claire heavy that email, and that obviously I don't appreciate. But regardless, thank you. <laughs> Look, I think the listeners know who's reading the emails, James. They certainly I think do. They've cottoned on, mm. and I will take a compliment wherever it comes. You got to get them. You got to lean into the joy and the silliness, mate. I don't want to. All right, it's time to go. <laughs> oh, also, I have a newsletter. If you'd like to subscribe, oh, yeah. it comes out every Friday, sometimes morning, sometimes night, depending on how much I've uh, had to drink. No, how much I have had on during the week. Um, and you can subscribe in the link below. It's free. It's a little bit of extra bonus recommendations and a download from my brain. Fantastic stuff. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And remember, if you've got a grudge... Lash out at that person. You'll feel better. Let them know exactly what's going on. You fucking tell them what's up. You'd be like, this is on my mind. Stop busting my chops. I'm coming at you. James. Yeah. Coming at you. What? Yeah, I got so many things to tell you. I don't well, want to Off know. pod though. Oh, good. That means <laughs> no. I can pretend to listen instead Imagine of Imagine if I've been listen. holding a grudge against you for our entire length of our relationship. I would love that. I'd be like, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Lucky for you, I don't Play, have a good enough memory. You're always keeping it fresh. <laughs> You never know what to expect. All right. Big love to you guys out there. Thanks, colleagues, for editing as always. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.